You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Taking a walk. You know, now that I've been writing songs for, for a long time and lucky to get to do it all the time, I think it's more of a craft than people maybe would think. You know, it's definitely an art form, but to actually write a song is kind of like building a house. You know, you got to know how to swing a hammer and how to square corners and how to, you know, follow uh, plans and things like that. You've arrived at the Taking a Walk podcast, an audio diary of music storytelling. Today, your host, Buzz Knight, talks with record labels country singer-songwriter Matt Stell. Rolling Stone named his song Prayed For You in 2019 one of the 10 best country songs to hear now. He's releasing new music, and he talks about his songwriting process and much more on Taking a Walk. Well, Matt Stell, welcome to the Taking a Walk virtual podcast. Man, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So tell me what's going on these days. I know you're back in Nashville after uh, doing some road warrior work, right? Yeah, man, we uh, we stay on the road quite a bit. Um, we'll leave out again tomorrow, but uh, like we were talking just a minute ago, it's I got to get home, sleep in my own bed, start a load of laundry, so uh, we're we're in good shape. <laughs> the fun stuff, right? That's right. That's right. Well, take me back. When was the first moment in uh, your life that you knew that you were uh, going to be connected with music? You know, I always had, I always loved music. I just, I guess, assumed everybody loved music. Uh, the way I did, but I guess in college, I found out that I just really had a passion for it. You know, that's where I kind of picked up a guitar and sat in front of a computer like this and, um, and learned how to play. And, and, uh, you know, that turned into, you know, buddies coming over and then, you know, frat houses and, and, uh, you know, shows and stuff like that. And it, you know, I kind of fell into it that way. Um, but I guess I kind of knew, I kind of knew I was, I I knew music was always going to be a part of what I did, but, uh, I didn't know that I I was going to get to, you know, make my life about it, you know, build my life around it. 
Was anybody in your family um, associated with music or musicians? Yeah, my, so I have a pretty musical family, especially on my mom's side. Uh, I actually had a couple cousins that had record deals and put out music and, and did that. And I was actually, I was always, you know, the athlete. I was the ball player and I never, I, you know, I wasn't playing music um, at the time. And then, you know, I sort of stumbled on it in college. It was this, uh, you know, different different thing and i felt like i had this big learning curve that i had to uh to uh to catch up with everybody um so but but that was that was probably good you know because it, it showed me what how good good is and because they were really really talented people and and uh you know i learned a lot from them both both musically and then you know kind of on the business side of stuff too who were some of the mentors that really made a difference for you all the mentors that really made a difference for me you know um yeah, there's a lot going forward. I know that, uh, you know, my cousin Hannah, she was, she was really gracious and, and, uh, you know, and including me in some, some rights early on and, uh, Autumn McIntyre, songwriter here in town, uh, really went out on a limb for me and, and helped me get, uh, helped me get my first pub deal when I finally did. And, and, um, you, you know, I, I've had, and I've had people along the way I've had, you know, uh, it, it's, it takes so many people in so many different ways, uh, to do this kind of stuff. Uh, uh Ash Bowers early on, he, he really, uh, you know, he gave me an opportunity early on. And so I gotta, I gotta thank him for that. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of writers too, that I just kind of were, would write with me and I'd learn from them. And, uh, you know, that there's, there's some great folks there, uh, as well. Uh, Scooter Caruso, you know, he's one that I've written with a lot and learned a lot from. And so, uh, so yeah, man. I mean, the list is long, you know, especially from the radio side. You know, there's there's a lot of people from the label side and stuff like that. But it it takes a lot of people, and uh, and I, I try to keep my eyes and ears open and and uh, ready to learn something uh, as much as I can. You have a multifaceted uh, sort of background in terms of uh, your schooling and some of the other aspirations that you were associated with. So I want to click through a couple of them. I mean, you played college basketball didn't you i did yeah yeah i did i played uh, that's actually where i started playing guitar because you're on campus all winter break and, uh, you know if you're playing playstation with your teammates or you're uh you know that's a play at practice you know that's about it or traveling to play ball you know that's about it so uh that's where i picked up a guitar and and uh but but basketball was my first was my first love was my first dream and and uh, that one kind of turned into this one that i have now as somebody who uh, studied communications myself, I was fascinated that uh, you also studied communications. What aspirations around uh, communications did you have? Well, you know, I was really more interested in uh, kind of rhetorical studies, American studies, kind of social critique, that kind of thing. I just, I always was interested in dealing with, uh, you know, kind of big and new and interesting ideas uh you know my my communication um my my communication degree wasn't uh focused in like organization or mass communication or broadcast or anything like that it was uh it was it was much more of a of a um an outcropping of uh of like social critique and things like that like i was just always interested in uh people's ideas of how things worked and i had my own ideas and and uh so yeah, that that was that's kind of my my uh, communication in, in a nutshell. I could really just 
but, you know, I, I could really call it like rhetoric or argumentation, you know, that, uh, you know, that's, that's what I was interested in. And then the medical side of your, uh, aspirations you were involved with the medical mission uh to haiti and you uh you studied pre-med uh tell me about that well so i didn't study pre-med i i thought i was gonna maybe i, I thought i was gonna do it so i went i went on that i went on that medical tr- uh missions trip worked alongside some doctors and and was just really blown away by how they could just improve people's lives by just you know help it you know directly could help people you know that really needed it the most and i was like man that's a that's that's pretty special and uh so i applied to this uh pre-medical program because i had a lot of, you know i've been to a lot of school but i still needed some hard sciences you know i needed my physics and and chemistry and what have you to uh, be able to apply to some of these med schools and um uh, i got accepted into a program for that but i i um because i was in nashville trying to get a publishing deal so i could write songs and that hadn't happened. So I, I got accepted into that program. I was going to pull up stakes and move to the Northeast and, and just really take a fork in the road. And, uh, man, I, I got the opportunity to write songs about two months before I was moving. So, uh, luckily I didn't have to fail. Uh, I didn't have to flunk out of, uh, pre-med before, uh, before not having to do it. Cause it would have been pretty tough, but I did, I did think that would be, um, I don't know. I was just very, very, wowed by by the way that uh that the medicine can can help people like right now so i'm going to come back to uh music and medicine a little bit later on um so what was this band the crashers all about (laughs) (laughs) man that was my first band dude yeah i was playing acoustic in bars and had a buddy that he and i started playing together and then we put a band together and uh, we, uh, yeah, that was our, fr- that was our first shot at it. I was really, um, a lot of those guys lived in Missouri and, uh, I did too, at, uh, while I was in college. And, uh, then I moved, then I moved back home, uh, around Little Rock and, uh, but we would still uh, tour, tour around, play every show that we could everywhere that we could. And, uh, yeah, that was my first experience with it and, um, uh, learned a lot, learned, learned what to do, what not to do. And, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a special time for sure. You still, you have, still some have some recordings, recordings of, the, of crashers? the crashers? Uh, there's probably some out there somewhere. Yeah. I actually, I have recordings of the songs we were playing. I guess I probably recorded them with, uh, with other, other musicians, but, uh, you know, we tried to make a record together one time. It didn't go great. And, uh, and then, uh, so I ended up coming to Nashville and, and, uh, you know, cutting a record with some studio guys and, uh, you know, we toured on that and, and um, you know, again, it was like, because you can make music, uh, because technology had kind of democratized music where you can make it, anybody can make, anybody can record a record. You know, you can, I have a bunch of stuff from when I was learning how to make music and how to write music. And some of it's all right. And then some of it's like a little cringy, but, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, that's that learning process, you know, that, uh, you kind of grow up through your, through try to trial and error. And there's plenty of error. That's for sure. I'd like to talk about your songwriting process, how you uh, learn that process, um, and uh, also what you like about it and what you don't like about the songwriting process. Yeah, well, I mean, my process starts with just having my antenna up and uh, co- you know coming up with song titles anywhere that I that I can. Um, you know, I just jot them down on my phone, whether 
whether one song makes me think of, uh, you know, a different angle on something totally different. If I read something, if I watch something, if I hear something, if it's in a conversation, you know, whatever. I'm always, I'm always jotting that down in my phone, you know, and um, that's where it starts. And then that generally, sometimes I'll write them by myself. Sometimes I'll get in a room with, um, sometimes I get in a room with uh, a couple people and, and uh, we'll toss ideas around, come up with something and, um, and go from there. Uh, but I, I think, uh, you know, now that I've done it, you know, now that I've been writing songs for, for a long time and, and, um, and lucky to get to do it all the time, you know, it's kind of like writing songs is a little bit like, um, I think it's more of a craft than people maybe, um, would think, you know, it's definitely an art form, but to actually write a song is kind of like building a house. You know, you got to know how to, you got to know how to swing a hammer and how to square corners and how to, you know, follow, follow, uh, uh, plans and things like that. But, um, the songwriting part is very much that it's very much knowing how to build a house. And then the creative part of it is, you know, the, the title or the idea is like the plans of the house. It's like the blueprint kind of thing. So, um, that, that's, that's something that I've learned. That's how I think about it. And, um, I try to not have any rules, but that's generally how it, it comes out for me. It usually starts with the lyric and goes from there. Um, sometimes a melody, sometimes not, you know, or, you know, it's terms of starting it, but, uh, that's generally my process. Well, since this podcast is called Taking a Walk, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. So if you're in the middle of that songwriting process, whether on your own or with others, and you get stalled at any point in time, do you go take a walk? I, I mean, sometimes we do. I mean, um, it's, uh, I'm pretty, I, I like to just like literally walk. Sometimes I just get up and be pacing around the room. And there's something about that, uh, that, that, I don't know. It, it uh, kind of shifts gears a little bit than, you know, kind of sitting. So yeah, definitely. I mean, um, we'll do that or sometimes we'll go at lunch or sometimes we'll just come back to it, you know, later. And a lot of songs and now I'm not real, I'm not bashful about it. Like a lot of times I get a song done or a demo done, I'll listen to it and that'll kind of be a little bit of a rough draft and I'll do some change into it too. So I definitely live with it and, and, um, literally taking a walk in the room sometimes helps. Yeah. And then also, um, it must be fitting at times to have some uh, recordings from demos and um, pop it in while you're in the car driving, right? I mean, that must be also helpful. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's kind of it's it's. I do it all the time, you know. That's kind of what the demos are for, you know. It's kind of to live with them, and uh, and then something to share it with people, you know, when they get to when they get to the right spot. You know, typically, you know, now there's like a work tape will be what we kind of do in the room, even if it's, you know, pretty, pretty produced because of how people can, you know, use the you know, build, make music in, inside the box, so to speak. Um, so we'll have that work tape and then we'll work on, then we'll get a demo and then the demo will send out. And then if we decide to cut it, you know, we'll, we'll uh, track that and get a master out of it. So, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of hours in the car, uh, passed by listening to, to demos for sure. Do you ever reach a point where you go, man, that's a stinker. I can't do anything with that. And you just move on from it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm lucky to get to write with a bunch of really talented people. So, you know, I, we, we can typically always build the house, you know, but it's like, is it, you know, is it a house you'd want to live in? You know what I'm t- talking about? So yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, I write a lot of songs that uh, get written and then that's it. And, and, um, and you know, sometimes that's, uh, you sometimes it's the the idea in the first place wasn't you know 
so I guess say worth writing or didn't didn't produce something cool. We just didn't do a great job with the idea that day. So yeah, all the time, man. I mean, you, it's if it, it's a you hit up, you, you win some, you lose some for sure. What's your memory of uh, hearing for the first time one of your songs on the radio? Well, um, I remember maybe not the first time I heard it, you know, because you kind of sometimes you hear it in in small town, uh, in, in in small town, you know, America. You'll hear you know the song get played on the, on the radio station in town. But I remember, like the first time I ever encountered my song sort of in the wild. I was in Vegas and I was in an Uber and uh, and the lady had the radio on and and uh, my song came on and and I was like. Man, well, that's gonna sound weird, but that's me right there on the radio. And I don't know that she believed me, but uh <laughs> but I do remember that I was in a Uber in Vegas. What song was it? It was Pray for You. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh do you still like have goosebumps about that moment? Man, it's pretty special, you know. I uh it's tough to kind of put everything in perspective because at the time, you know, it's it it's uh you know, it kind of happens and, and it, and it can just sort of wash over you a little bit, but definitely it is, um, you know, I think back on those moments and, and how special that is, how special that was. And, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, people want to hear, you know, music, you know, my music at all, you know, is, is the reason I want to start doing it. So, um, it, it does give you that kind of goosebump moment. Yeah. How great is it having someone like, uh, Barry Weiss, who's, at the helm of records, uh, you know, as part of guiding your career. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's great to have somebody believe in you and, uh, and sign you to a record deal. And then you have some success together. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty special. That's what you want to, that's what you want to happen when you move to town. And, and, uh, so, you know, very grateful for that opportunity and, uh, and excited to, to get some new music out with them, uh, here actually pretty soon here. What is today? Tonight comes out tonight. Uh, uh, breaking a boost. My next, my the next, next singles out tonight. So, should be a fun ride again, hopefully. And uh, what other stuff are you working on uh, after that single? Man, I'm constantly writing. I've I've got another another five tracks cut. Uh, I'm going to go back in the studio here in uh, November and uh, finish out uh, finish out a project. And I can't wait to get that released out into the world um, uh, because I think it. Uh, I'm really proud of it. I'm, I'm proud of the songs I've written for it. Um, it's the most personal stuff that I've done. Um, you know, there was a time when I had people, uh, when I was, when I had people that, uh, thought they knew what was best for me that I, uh, probably listened to too much. I tried to steer what I do and tell me who I am and what I should do. Um, you know, you make those kind of mistakes and those are tough mistakes to make, but I learned the lesson that, uh, that I'm going to let, I'm going to let what I think is worth cutting be the, be the funnel. And then everybody else can have their opinions and not the other way around. You know, I still want opinions from, from folks, but, uh, it has to, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, the reason I love music is because, you know, that kid that's sitting on the end of his dorm room, uh, the bed in his dorm, learning how to play on the computer. Like the, the feeling that my favorite songs gave me is what I'm chasing. And if I don't get that feeling, then uh, that, that's I'm in that ceiling. That's the kind of business I'm in. And anything short of that, I'm not going to do. What's some of the music uh, from other folks that you're listening to these days? Oh man, you know I I, I listen to that new uh, Zach Bride record. Um, I like it probably the best of anything that he's put out. Um, I've listened to um, 
uh, Jason Isbell's of Weather Vane's record. It's really grown on me. I mean, I liked it in the first place, but I, I find myself going back to it. It's anytime, whenever, whenever he puts out stuff, it's definitely worth worth a listen. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, of some. Uh, there's there's been some great country records that have that have dropped and some great songs. And um, um, I'd have to look on my phone right now uh, of, of all that stuff. But I listen to quite a bit of music and and. Um, all genres too, you know. I, I love I love country music, but um, you know I, I love I love all kinds of, of stuff. So um, I'm constantly looking for what's new and fresh. What would surprise your fans that you listen to that maybe they wouldn't think you would? <laughs> oh man, that's a good question. I mean, on the way I was driving in Colorado yesterday, we were listening to Guy Clark, and we were listening to J.P. Sachs on the same, and Jerry Jeff Walker all on the same playlist, and so. Uh, I think that uh, James McMurtry, he's one of my all-time favorites too. So, you know, like those kind of uh, uh, those writers like that. I don't know if that surprised uh, folks uh, all that much. I mean, I, I thought this that last Taylor Swift record, Midnight's, was uh, was fantastic. Um, I love that. Uh, I love uh, that Noah Khan stuff. Is is cool, man. It's it's uh, it's fun to see that to see that kind of uh, organic thing popping his head out, and, and uh, so I, I could. I could go on and on, man. I, I um, I'm a fan of all kinds of stuff. That's a that's a good window inside the uh, the depth of your music with some of the stuff that you mentioned. Yeah, man. I mean, I think you know, especially in this day and age, you know, we we all kind of grew up with with music at our fingertips, and so uh, because because you you know you can literally have every song in the world with a press of a button, you know, that generally means that your that your genres or you know. People may have a favorite genre, but they'll venture outside of that for sure. What would you tell someone listening to this that's a uh, aspiring musician that would be advice to uh, keep them on the long road? Well, I would say that, um, you know, A, write songs. If you love to write songs, write songs. You know, you never know what's going to happen, but when it does happen, you know, you have to learn how to build that house. Like I was talking about before, you got to learn the craft. And even if you reinvent the craft, you know, it's like you still, you still have to kind of, you still have to know how it's done to make choices, to know how things are done to make choices to do them differently. So I would say write as much as you can. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, from a pragmatic standpoint, I think if you have dreams of playing music for a living, if you have dreams of writing music for a living, that, uh, uh, you know, you're going to need to keep your overhead low, you know, not make it where you don't live very expensive. So you don't have to, uh, you know, have side hustles that take over and, and become your main hustle and turn music into your side hustle. Um, that's another like thing. I think, uh, yeah, man, I, you know, there were times in my life where, where I didn't, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. And I got extremely lucky, you know, you know, get a record deal and, and all that stuff. But uh, you want to be ready for when that stuff happens. And um, you want to get around other creative people as well. Like if you get, get you around, that's what the best part about Nashville is, uh, is that it's, it's, there's no place that, that has this uh, concentration of, of musical talent, you know, per capita, whether that's players, whether that's writers, especially writers. Um, and so I would say get around as many of those people as you can, because you're going to learn from each other. And, I should have moved to Nashville sooner, um, and I would have gotten, uh, I would have benefited from it because uh, being around other credit people, 
you're constantly propelling each other to to get better and to and to do the next uh, the next cool thing. So those may be a couple things, but what do I know? You know a lot. In Nashville, there's some pretty incredible venues um, that uh, must be unbelievably energizing to play at. Uh, what are your, some of your favorite experiences from playing at some of those uh, legendary places? Well, I mean, playing the Opry is, is uh, you know, my, that's probably my best memory of, of uh, one of my favorite memories, I should say. Uh, you know, I'm from a town of 300 people, uh, and when I played the Opry, I mean, most of the town, people that hadn't left Conway County, people that hadn't left Arkansas, and who knows how long, made the trip to Nashville for, to see me play on the Opry, and my, you know, family from Texas and Florida and um, Carolinas all over came, and uh, that was really special, and uh, man, I, 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 I don't know, man, it's just that, that, that is the, one of the memories that sticks out to me the most, and I had my had my mama and my grandma was backstage and and uh, that was so fun and and uh, man it was it was really really cool. Well, I want to uh, close with this. Um, come back to your medicine uh, aspirations. We produce this other podcast and it's called Music Save Me, and it's about the power of music as a healing force and and what it means to folks. Do you think that music has healing therapeutic powers? Well, I mean, you know, just coming from a from my perspective, I would definitely say that uh, y- yes, in a sense, you know, like music. Uh, I think I think music enriches life as as much as it heals anything. You know what I mean? It it, uh, it can definitely get your mind in the right place um, in all those in all those different ways. But uh, um, so I, I think it definitely has a role in in, in that way. Well, I wish you well on uh, all the future, and uh, congratulations on all your successes, Matt Stell. It's uh, awesome to have you on Taking a Walk. I so appreciate it. Absolutely, Buzz. I appreciate you having me, and uh, hope we run into each other soon. I hope so. We hope you enjoyed country music artist Matt Stell on Taking a Walk. If you like this and other episodes, leave us a review and share it with everyone. Find Taking a Walk on the iHeartRadio app. Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home financing provided by victory mortgage llc nmls 461249 equal housing lender I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.